Samuel, delighted to, to be back at uh, JA Resorts. Great to, great to be here. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much, Mark, for having me here. And uh, thank you for being part of this podcast. Really excited to be a part of it. And welcome back to JA The Resort. Yeah, listen, I'm delighted to be back again. Samuel, you're the Quality uh, Assurance Manager for the cluster for the group. Is that correct? Not for the group, for JA The Resort, which looks after three properties here on site, uh, including JA Sports Center and JA Shooting Club. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Listen, I think for for the for the listeners and, and anyone who's watching it, it'd be great to firstly just get a background on you personally, maybe your experience in the in the hospitality space, what you've been doing over the, the last number of years, and then we can maybe move on to to JA Resorts. All right. Thank you very much. I mean, for me, uh, hospitality started uh, in two thousand and nine, twelve years ago. I came into this country uh, basically in a position as a telephone operator, started at this very place where we are in Jebel Ali Golf Resort back then. Um, we have since then rebranded to Jay the Resort. Jebel Ali Golf Resort is our flagship property. We are actually celebrating 40 years this year, so it's a milestone for us. So over my period of time with the Jay Resorts and Hotels, I have basically transitioned into different positions. So I've worked in front office and then after moving from front office for three years, I moved into a corporate role where I was actually coordinating uh, business excellence related activities and initiatives and uh, tasks that were handed over to me. So for me, it's been a journey. I've been uh, self-developing in different positions again from there, from corporate office where I was for about seven years. Again, a decision was taken by our leadership here in Jay the Resort. After the amount of uh, work that I've done in corporate office, they thought it's best to set up a quality office here at the resort and mainly focus on developing and managing uh, quality from a resort perspective where we have three properties. Uh, where I'm, I'm pretty sure you're familiar, we have about 795 room keys to look after and uh, over 40 experiences and 25 uh, restaurants and outlets, including a JA Sports Center and JA Shooting Club. So it's a very big operation to look after and uh, the focus was for us to set up an office here that would actually enable us to be able to gel in with the team and so that they can be able to have a better outreach and a better communication where, you know, we are just here on site and they don't need to go to corporate office to reach to us. So Amazing. Uh, that was the story, yeah. And then firstly, congrats. I think secondly, this shows what I, you know, call the wonderful world of hospitality and as a right. career, as you can come, you know, at any starting role across a hotel and you can, you know, if you work hard and you, and you put the hours in, you can, right. you can grow up the ranks to, to any position you want. And I think Absolutely. hospitality has so many varied opportunities for someone to come in and see it as a career. It's not just the service, right? Like people think Indeed. outside of hospitality industry, it might just be about F&B or the bar, but you've experienced so much, I right? I mean, uh, hospitality is, is broad, it's big. Basically, you have uh, very many departments where you can actually self-develop into. Uh, for me, I particularly chose business excellence uh, related to quality because of the fact that I am able to work very closely with all the departments. And as a supporting function, I am, I am enabled to actually oversee their standard operating procedures, help them with developing policies, help them look after guest expectations and you know customer feedback. And then again, the story of my transition as well, moving up the roles, it shows that the organization is actually giving you an opportunity to self-develop internally. I mean, I always say the grass is not always green on the other side. <laughs> well, if you have an opportunity to actually grow within the company in different roles, then why not? I mean, uh, I've seen a lot of other people also self-develop here in Jabalali who've worked for also close to 20 years. 
I mean, uh, for many, that's that's a long period of time to be in the same organization. But I think uh, there is a positive element to it. Brilliant. And if we can just quickly go on to JA Hotels and Resorts. JA Resorts, resorts and, hotels. and Hotels. Correct. <laughs> There's always a confusion with yeah. that. <laughs> and you, you, met, you, you, you had it another name, you know, when you arrived here first. So can you give us a bit of history on the, the group? Well, uh, J.A. Jabalali Golf Resort was the flagship property. We first started with uh, J.A. Beach Hotel, which is the property that's actually located here. In uh, 1981, when we opened, the, we opened doors to, um, to Jabalali Beach Hotel to our first guests. Then uh, gradually we grew over the group and uh, we opened up J.A. Hatterford Hotel which is located in Hatta in Haja Mountains. There's a big focus and celebration right there at the moment with the year of the 50th. So it's a good, good opportunity for Hatterford also to be out there and be, you know, be renowned. And then we slowly developed an open J Palm Tree Court, uh, which are the villas, a chalet kind of uh, concept here at J the resort. And then we've slowly moved into the Indian Ocean properties where we do have one in the Maldives called J Manafaru. And then we have one in uh, Seychelles called Enchanted Island Resort. Over the period of time, we've also managed to get uh, two properties as well, which is J Oasis Beach Tower along the walk, JBR. And we, in 2012, we also added uh, J Ocean View Hotel, which is also located at JBR The Walk. So that brings the portfolio to about nine prop- properties, actually not also forgetting uh, J The Manor. It's a management contract, which we have also located at Alpha Jan, a newest addition, very close to Expo site. And yeah, that brings the portfolio to about nine properties. Amazing. I'll, so, have, I'll have to get the friends and family right for the Seychelles and Maldives. Absolutely. Off you I mean, I <laughs> beautiful place for you to go and unwind. I would recommend not less than three nights. Yeah. Turquoise water and uh, yeah, be- beautiful, a, beautiful, beautiful properties. Certainly a dream. If we move on to your role, which um, quality assurance, business excellence, mm. we've obviously had uh, two unique years in the hospitality industry. And I think guests pre-March 2020 might have had a different idea on what quality assurance and business excellence means or meant to them then compared to what it means to them now. Mm. Can you give us from your point of view how that role has changed pre-COVID and post-COVID and what you've had to implement to the resort? Well, I must say... Given the experience that I have and uh, with what I've also seen happening around the market, in uh, most of the organizations, unfortunately, they had to let go of their quality and business excellence teams for obvious reasons in regards to, um, you know, uh, COVID uh, took a very huge uh, toll on on, uh, revenue streams coming in for many of the hotels. They have been bleeding when it comes to uh, making money. So one of the departments that was hit hard was quality. And I think... Uh, basically, for us here in J, the resort, the leadership really, really believes in quality, believes in business excellence, and believes in what we do here. So the the focus for us was uh, to actually make sure that we still maintain this department, because I I don't know if I mentioned to you earlier that the structure for quality office here in J, the resort, is around four pillars. So basically, the big four agenda for me for quality assurance office is focused around customer experience mainly under quality management. So we have uh, focused around guest feedback, both feedback while guests are in-house and post-stay, as you can imagine. We are also focused around food safety in terms of HACCP requirements, uh, what we do in line with Dubai municipality guidelines. We are also focused around sustainability, 
which is the new passion that I've found. <laughs> I really love this topic and I've been uh, learning a lot and researching a lot. So there's a huge focus around sustainability in the whole world, as I must say, and also here in the resort, there's a focus around that and brand standards and compliance. So the department is made in a way that we've structured four pillars and the idea for us to focus around that, it would have been very, so I would say, not a good decision if the department was removed. Because again, we do have to make sure that uh, we maintain these four pillars in this particular resort. So for us, it was very important. And also not mentioning that we do have uh, our J Sports Center and Shooting Club, which also has the ISO uh, standards there where we're looking after health and safety, occupational health and safety, and also environmental management systems. So there needs to be that balance where you have someone who still has an oversight in terms of auditing and making sure that there's compliance and there's continuous improvement in business. And has that changed since since COVID came? I know you had some of the IPL cricket teams here Correct. when the IPL was in the region. Mm. And you, if I'm right, you section them off in other parts of the hotel. Correct. And was that part of your role at all? What, what well, of- my role at that particular time was to ensure that we do have uh, COVID guidelines written in place that would be adhered and followed to strictly in line with the International Cricket Council requirements and obviously with India Premier League team requirements. So we have to formulate uh, COVID guidelines that we as a resort, since we were fortunate enough to have this group staying with us, we'd have to make sure, uh, to make sure that they follow certain set of guidelines that they stay within their bubbles. And you don't want any one of those team members to have any cross uh, you know, exposure with someone that might be, you know, COVID positive. So it would put the whole tournament in uh, jeopardy. So for me, that was an area that we had to put the guidelines in place and of course, ensure that the teams are aware about it and it's documented and also health and safety protocols. So it's it was very important during the, the cricket team and the Premier League team to ensure that those protocols are followed. Yeah, no, listen, it was, uh, it was great to see it. Am I right in saying this is Dubai's largest beach resort? You're right in saying this is Dubai's largest experience resort. <laughs> experience resort. <laughs> yeah. Define the difference for me. Well, if you go around Dubai, you'll find a lot of resorts uh, and hotels around and find them uh, focused around different themes in terms of uh, restaurants and in terms of, you know, um, entertainment. But for us here, what makes us very unique and very different is the fact that we do have a lot of experiences to offer guests. We sell ourselves as a destination, not only as a resort, but as a destination. This is a place where guests can come and stay with us and unwind and refuel and, you know, not having to think of moving out of the resort and going into the hustle and bustle of the city. So for us, we are selling the experiences where you can see we have the we have the equestrian center. We have the horses here. So there's uh, swimming with the horses available here for guests. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's actually something that's doing very well with a lot of families. We have the J Sports Center where we have football clubs coming in and football teams also coming in to stay with us and they want to utilize the facilities, the FA certified fields and rugby teams as well. We do have the shooting club where you have the amazing, uh, wonderful weapons uh, from the pistol range to the clay pigeon. We also have the marina here as well. So if you have a boat somewhere and you want to come and, uh, you know, <laughs> park your boat here. And we have we have quite a lot of experiences, so to say. And the fact that the resort makes it a very unique place for a guest to stay where you have over 25 outlets 
and restaurants to choose from. So you will not get bored of eating in the same restaurant, the same, you know, as opposed to staying in a city hotel where you have about two or three restaurants. So here you have an option and we have opened up everything for all guests. So they have an option to also, uh, you know, um, go and experience the swimming pools over in Palm Tree Court or if they want to use the swimming pools in JA Beach Hotel, or even if they want to use the swimming pools here in Lakeview, it's all open for all guests. We don't restrict that at all. So that makes mm. it very unique, makes the experience very seamless, and that's what uh, a lot of guests who want to just come and relax uh, love about the resort. Now listen, and it's beautiful. We're looking out here at the golf course now. Correct. But if, if you were to potentially look at, say, a city center hotel that has just one building, mm. everything in one place, potentially from like an operations perspective, slightly easier to manage. You've got a sprawling resort here, uh, you know, multiple hotels. What, what would you say the biggest challenges y you might face in a day to day when it comes to operations? Well, I, I believe the biggest challenge for us here is time because we do try to, 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 to block our times as much as we can and plan as much as we can. But the fact that as you've uh, clearly uh, stated that you know we are not a city hotel we are not a box hotel we can manage operations going up or down this is a resort spread across 128 acres of land and as you can imagine we do have three properties in different locations of the resort so reaching out to various departments for example you want to have a discussion with sales and market you have uh, sales and marketing for instance you have to move around the resort to a different property you want to speak to finance office you have to move around to a different part of the property then obviously, again, we have our guests who we also have to speak to every day. So it makes us very actively running around the resort uh, spread across this 128 acres. But the beauty about it is that at the end of it, it keeps us fit. <laughs> so I must say, and uh, we have the seamless caddy uh, rides going around the resort. So again, it is a challenge in one way, but uh, knowing that we also have close to 2000 guests who would come to the resort uh, on one given day when the occupancies are really high. So you can imagine time and trying to speak to all our regular guests who also, you know, would want to have that conversation uh, with us being uh, here for many years. They want to talk to you. They want to, you know, express how their holidays are going well. So time factor is really limited. And as a hotelier, I must say, uh, we work very lengthy hours. So time is the main challenge. But on a positive note, it keeps us very active and healthy, I must say. <laughs> Sometimes I was going to say, sometimes I miss working in hotels until you reminded me about the lengthy, unsociable hours. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The hours are not the best part of being a hotelier indeed, no, I would say. <laughs> yeah, because when everyone else is vacationing, mm. you're working. Correct, yes. <laughs> we'll move on to your favorite topic, I would say, okay. uh, sustainability. And I want to make sure I get this right, because I'm sure you're very proud of it, that J.A. the resort was named Dubai's most sustainable resort. resort. Correct. You're right. Which is an incredible milestone. So congratulations, firstly. Thank you very much indeed. It was a team effort. Yeah. No, listen, I, together. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. But I'd love, and listen, I know you're passionate about it, so we can take this part of the, the episode in any direction you want. But mm -hmm. maybe first you can talk about the, the award, you know, what, what you did to, to achieve it, and then maybe what your goals are long term for sustainability at the resort. Well, I must say sustainability for us has uh, shifted and changed a lot from uh, the culture where we used to call it corporate social responsibility, uh, CSR. Well, it's not only a corporate social responsibility, it's everyone's responsibility. So that's why we have uh, educated, we have trained the team members 
to make sure that they think of it as sustainability on a whole. It's everyone's responsibility. I mean, I'm very excited of the fact that we had the opportunity to uh, win Dubai's most sustainable five-star resort. They gave us uh, very stringent KPIs to meet. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of documentation to fill in. There's a lot of evidence to show and to submit to the judges because there's a panel of experts who, uh, who have to review and analyze the data you're giving and look at what you're submitting, if it's uh, sufficient enough or if you're actually walking the talk. Uh, we are one of those resorts who actually don't say that we are doing A, B, C, D in terms of cleaning and planting trees, which we do very well. But we, for us, we started sustainability in 1981 when Jebel Ali Beach Hotel was first built. So we always tell our partners and anyone who's interested in knowing that sustainability started for us in 1981 when J Beach Hotel was open and when we first opened our first desalinization plant, the RO plant where we are doing reverse osmosis fully uh, ensuring that we are getting water from the sea and also actively using that water for a circular economy and using the water for the greenery of the resort. So we are actually achieving a circular economy. But going back to your question, in terms of the criteria, the KPIs that we had to fill, they had a lot of measures as well in terms of energy, in terms of air quality, in terms of what do we do for water, in terms of how do we handle our waste management, how are we doing our training practices and programs, uh, how many green transportations do we have across the resort? So fortunately enough, we were ticking on most of the criterias because uh, back in the day, a few years back, we had partnered with Green Globe. Green Globe is a company that also oversees sustainability and such kind of initiatives. So that gave us a base and a framework on how we could be able to document our uh, documentation properly and uh, keep track of anything that we do. Moving forward to 2022, we are actually very excited that the UAE has been named as a place where Climate Change Conference COP28 will come. So we are excited about that. And the fact that uh, UAE has also issued the UAE net, uh, net zero by 2050, that gives us a framework and a base to, to work on, on implementing future strategies. And again, with, with us being the most sustainable five-star resort, we believe that we will get a lot of traction from you know uh, people who are interested to partner and stay in hotels which are actually sustainable so we're excited about that um, and the teams are actively working hard behind the scenes i mean i must stress that we do recognize these team members because those who work very hard to make sure that the hotel is sustainable are those associates who are down there making sure that we are recycling making sure that we are doing the right thing every day so for me, I always uh, extend my thanks to the team and also my thanks to the leadership. But moving forward, the strategy is firm. We have to make sure that we maintain the Dubai's most sustainable five-star reward by, award by ma making sure that all the criterias are still met and that we're still actively continuing to follow that and investing in uh, future uh, initiatives such as clean energy. You know, we, we want to make sure that we also solidify our partnership with all the partners who work with, with us closely in terms of environment and uh, any other initiatives. Brilliant. And two more questions on this yeah. topic. Yeah. Uh, the first is, if you look at, because I know you said you're passionate about it and you said it's not corporate social responsibility, it's everyone's responsibility. And you said it with intent, I heard in your, in your <laughs> voice. So if you're looking at other, and we don't have to name anyone, but you know, you're looking at the wider industry as a whole, do you see them taking it seriously? And if not, like, why should they? And, you know, what should they be doing? I think at the moment, UAE is very firm 
And uh, Dubai as a government also is very firm in terms of organizations being sustainable. So right now it's not just a discussion of if they will do it, it's a discussion of they must do it because it's everyone's responsibility to make sure that we do the right thing. I must say Dubai government has laid a framework for us where they have issued 19 sustainable requirements for all hotel establishments. So there's already a framework there that all hotels have to follow these guidelines. So it's a question of how fast are they moving in terms of implementation, because you have to walk the talk. Implementation is where a lot of organizations fail. And I believe that we can put smart strategies out there, we can put all procedures out there, we can put frameworks out there, but if there's no proper implementation, no proper resources, and no leadership involvement, then we are doomed to fail. So for me, I always believe in the fact that if you want this sustainability to become something that will be embedded within your day-to-day practices, it has to start from bottom up. It has to start from those people who are working down there. They have to understand, first of all, what is it that they need to do right, what's in it for them, and what's in it for us. Because if they don't understand that, you can try and put all sorts of procedures out there from a high level down, but it will never work. And that's experience for me because uh, last three years I've been working here at the resort. We are actively working hard with the team members who are down there and bringing those ideas up here and where we are getting a lot of support also from our leadership. So it's basically balancing out from bottom up and from top down. So it's, it's again, at the end of the day, it's a triple bottom line business model that we always have to balance planet, people and profit and make sure that everyone is on board. And the beauty about what we have done recently is that we have developed an online training platform, which is called DAN, sorry, J Academy. Uh, Basically, we have developed our training models and we have kept them in an online platform where team members can log in and simply watch the videos. And again, we, we have open classroom trainings where we are welcoming them in to come and know what's happening on a day to day basis. You mentioned something there, planet, people, profit. Was that correct? Triple bottom line. So like I firmly believe if anyone is trying to make an impact it's it's too fluffy to just say i want to make an impact Mm. we live in a capitalist environment which is you know without a doubt changed the world for the positive like you know slavery is pretty Mm. much extinct right that's because we've moved into a capitalist environment so there's been so many benefits Mm. you have to incentivize businesses and people economically if you want impact to happen it's just a fact, you know, you, just true, people yes. can, can, can want something innately mm. and it's a great way to, to live mm. your life, mm. but you have to incentivize people. So have you seen the bottom line and you, maybe you can't go into it now, but have you seen areas where you think actually moving to a more sustainable way of doing things has actually increased profits or saved money, you know, like, cause that will incentivize owners and managers yeah. to make the move. Well, it's a, it's a very nice question you've asked. And uh, what a coincidence that today in the morning, we were actually recognizing our green champions for doing the right thing. So one of the examples I give is waste management. Yeah? So at the moment, I'm overseeing waste management for this resort, and it's a massive, massive operation. And I realized when we transitioned into a company called Bia, which are our partners in waste management, uh, we wanted to make sure that we can upscale uh, our recycling practices and increase the number of uh, waste that is diverted from landfill and goes straight into these facilities where the waste is recycled. In order to achieve that, we had to do a lot of change back of house. 
a lot of as you can imagine a lot of the people who live in the UAE are multicultural they come from different parts of the world with different ideologies and you have to be able to speak to them uh, engage in conversations with them show them why they need to recycle more and out of that program it's been blood sweat and tears i can tell you for sure the last two years of of us working on that but we are actually achieving good results at the moment what i can tell you we've done for instance is that we have removed all the bins in the back of house offices those tiny little bins that used to be there everyone used to have a very bad practice of throwing all the waste there so now we've invested in recycling bins at the same time to answer your question we are incentivizing those associates who are helping us to recycle so we are giving them there's a there's a monetary value out of it every month they get paid something so they're happy about it but that's for the individuals who might be doing it i'm talking about the the hotel as an operating business and as okay. a structure are there ways that you've seen over the last few years that actually you can either save money for the resort yes or increase revenue in ways because that's what like if it's a hotel owner today listening or a hotel manager correct and they're looking at you know they're under the cush to deliver mm -hmm. financial results for their owners or for the franchise whatever the structure is do you see sustainability apart from being you know potentially everyone's for the for the greater good of the planet mm -hmm. we should do it mm -hmm. but are there also ways that it's there's a monetary well uh, positive to it in my experience i think being here for the last 12 years as i said but uh, mainly involved with sustainability for the last 3 years i must say it's not only a return on investment but it's a social return on investment so what are we doing right but at the same time it you will recover your money towards a longer period of time than expected for example here in the resort we have uh, implemented our water centralized water bottling plant where we are actually uh, supplying our own water from the sea so we are not buying water from uh, those companies that we used to buy first of all we were doing the wrong thing by buying plastic bottles now we have transitioned into glass bottles now and now we're giving water for free to guests and for so, anyone watching i'm drinking the water <laughs> you're listening the jam branded water but, so uh, this this water came from the sea yes and it's gone through a a plant here on the resort correct so basically what we what we've done is that we have our ro plant our desalinization plant here so we take the water from the sea it goes through reverse osmosis we remove all the residue Uh, the water is treated in line with all the parameters and requirements then the water goes into a centralized water bottling plant it goes into some water storage tanks and then the because of the weather here in UAE it can get really hot so we have heat exchangers where we cool down the water and then through a technology called through a partnership we have with trust your water we have a technology where they are now looking at it actually now removes all the minerals the bacteria then goes into the centralized bottling plant then we have our own facility where now we produce right. water yeah. and uh, we can produce up until 2000 2500 bottles in a day depending on occupancy and this is a win win for us as a company and a win win for guests water can be very expensive in this part of the region and so i can say this is a an ROI in the long term so this yeah. is a right move at the same yeah. time we are looking at options in terms of waste uh, food waste which is big it's massive i believe 60% of uh, waste coming from the property is actually food waste yeah. so we are looking at alternatives where we can get a compost machine so that we can close the loop and uh, all the food that is uh, brought out from the buffets can go into the compost uh, machine and then we can use that compost waste again back in the greenery of the resort and these are solutions that we are looking into and at the moment we also have partnered with wino 
Wino Solutions, we are actually forecasting our food waste and we have seen a significant amount of reduction on how the team members from the kitchen team are actually producing uh, food for the next day because we have the numbers, we can focus better. If it's if it's uh, in regards to reducing scrambled eggs or, you know, yeah. one kind of dish, we can now know through the numbers. So it's, it's, a great it, it's working, it's yeah. working. It's a great point. The water tastes great. Yeah. But I remember when I worked in the breakfast buffets, you'd throw out half of the food, you know, every morning. Correct, um, yes. Last question before we move into a, a bit of a, a fun round. <laughs> right. Hotels are about guests. Ultimately, you know, we okay. don't exist as hoteliers without our guests. Yeah. Do you believe guests choose the resort because of the sustainability? And do you think because of movements, uh, you know, like Greta Thunberg are doing and, and many mm. others, do you think it'll actually become a USP? of yours in the future, if not already today, to actually um, increase revenue from bookings? I firmly believe that it's already a unique selling point for us because I've seen a lot of uh, people reaching out uh, directly to to us here in the resort saying that, oh, we, we actually went online and we found that your hotel is the most sustainable resort. We want to bring in a group of, uh, you know, uh, we want to bring in a workshop and we want to have a sort of an event and have those uh, guests who are coming from uh, Europe, for example, they're very passionate about sustainability and we do see traction, we do see people coming in asking if you're actually sustainable or not. And given the fact that my department or my team usually handles the guest feedback, we are reviewing all those comments and we see a lot of guests talking about, you know, how we have removed all the plastic straws. They talk about how we are having our glass bottles. They talk about how we are doing the recycling program in the rooms. We, When we used to have small conditioners in the rooms and shampoos, those were all single-use plastics. We have removed them. Now we have wall brackets whereby we can now use shampoos on the walls. So a lot of people are becoming very, very passionate about it and attached to this particular conversation. In the future, like I said, with COP28 coming into the UAE, I believe delegations, countries will be looking for hotels which are sustainable. Hotels who are actually doing, uh, walking the talk. Hotels who have actually removed plastic bottles. Hotels who are actually not having straws. Yeah, they, Why would a country come into COP28 and then stay in a hotel that they're using all this single-use plastic? It's very controversial, mm -hmm. and I believe it's going to be very critical and uh, very sensitive with how delegations and countries select as to where they're going to yeah. stay. So You can ultimately, like, it's, it'll nearly end up being peer pressure, right? You know, guests absolutely. will be telling you, you know, why have you got single-use plastic? Correct. Are you not doing and, your bit? And they talk a lot, even yeah. here at the resort. A lot of guests talk to each other. And I've, I've, it has, funny enough, it's, it's a way that has brought a lot of people to me and has built my network also because a lot of guests reach out later and they say, hey, you know, I am actually looking after so-and-so particular area of, uh, you know, uh, this is what I do and this is why I want to reach out to you. And because I've stayed in your hotel, I've seen that you have, uh, for example, JF Lasks for, for, for associates and I love them. I bought for my children <laughs> and, uh, you know, I want to partner with you. We want to hear what you're doing. And there's a lot, there's a lot of people coming here to the resort to, to learn and find out what we're doing. Because I've even received a comment where we have been told we are like a small country fully sustainable. We have our own uh, <laughs> a centralized cooling plant, for instance. The AC in the whole of this resort is centralized, not as opposed to split AC units where, again, carbon emission. So I think uh, moving forward, it will be very interesting to see how organizations transition in towards, towards investing in sustainable uh, practices. 
because at the end of the day, it's going to come down from government and uh, regulation. Once regulation is set, I believe organizations will be learning, will be running last minute uh, to to make sure that they are actually meeting these uh, requirements. Well, so it's better to start early. <laughs> Sammy, congrats to you and to the team because I know it's a Thank team effort. It's, it's amazing to see. Um, yeah, really, honestly, congrats. A bit of fun to end. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you. <laughs> I love two, the fun part. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit of fun and. Uh, I'm going to give you two options on each. Mm -hmm. Just um, answer as you feel. So holiday-wise, okay. sun or snow? Wow. <laughs> I I don't like cold. So I, I believe sun. I'd go for sun. <laughs> Anytime out. You're working in a resort, but maybe it's, it's not your go-to for holidays. City or resort? Resort, definitely. Anytime. All-inclusive? <laughs> All inclusive, <laughs> all in. <laughs> COVID, well, God, I think two weeks ago I was able to ask this question. I was going to say COVID is is mm. is gone <laughs> or is Not going, and, <laughs> and obviously you know Europe is is giving us a rebound. Mm. When it is gone, uh, mm. is there anywhere on your bucket list of a place to visit? And I'll help you out. Mine is Japan, so I really want to wow. go for a trip to Japan. They've so just when, closed down the borders. I know. <laughs> So when COVID's gone, is there is there a place you'd like to get on a plane and, and go and experience? For me, I've always wanted to visit the United States of America and start with uh, visiting family first. But of course, the Big Apple is a place that I really want to visit. But looking at how things are moving on at this particular moment in time, I think the quickest and easiest for me that I would be expecting or willing to actually hop on a flight and visit is Bali. So I'm waiting for Indonesia to actually open up and I'd love to be there. I'd love to go down to Bali, uh, visit Southeast Asia, maybe do a round trip. And if, uh, if Singapore is open and Malaysia, I'd love to also visit them on that particular trip. So Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia for me is a place that I'd love to. But I mean, uh, ultimately, New York, yeah. US. Yeah, I was just there last <laughs> week, so it was You're brilliant. You're fortunate enough. <laughs> Final question. Might be a tricky one, but uh, and it can be a personal hotel that you've not visited, but it's been on your bucket list and you can't wait to go visit this hotel for, for whatever reason. Or I'll help you out. It's it's a hotel and it can't be uh, JA the resort, but a, another hotel or group that you look at and you commend for their work when it comes to sustainability and you go, you know, they're, they're a great partner to look at. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a very good question <laughs> because I can tell you a lot of hotels are doing different things in terms of sustainability, but uh, it can only be measured by by how much have they invested, first of all, and uh, what practices have they put in place in terms of reducing single-use plastic, for instance. Uh, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of indicators to measure how sustainable a hotel could be. But for me, I think... One of the hotels that I'd love to visit and uh, find out the story around their sustainability is Almahar um, Desert Resort, uh, which is in the middle of the desert because it's been ranked the most sustainable in Dubai. So I'd love to go visit there and see what they do. But obviously because of the fact that they're in the middle of nowhere and I don't know how much of uh, waste they would get, but I'd love to visit that place. So, Amazing. yeah. Samuel, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Mark, for having me. It was really a pleasure and an honor. Thank you.